All right, welcome to another episode of Expand Your Brand. A little bit of a different setting this time. Uh, we're not in vintage today. Uh, mostly it's my fault because I've been pretty sick. Uh, I've been having some <laughs> stomach problems lately. So on upcoming episodes, you won't be seeing me smoke some cigars. So I have a lot of, I have some stomach issues going on, unfortunately. I just found out. So kind of going to lay off on cigars and uh, take it easy. So we're at, we're doing Zoom today. So I, I feel like crap. So we're doing Zoom. So Austin, how are you? Today? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. I, I miss, uh, you know, I miss you. I haven't seen you in a couple of days. <laughs> I know it's probably been the longest, longest stretch since we started this. So I know, I know. Um, it's good to be back and uh, hopefully we can get back into, uh, I'll call it studio, but into the uh, conference room at Vintage shortly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I'm sure we'll be back there for sure. And yeah, just kind of taking our time back but we have some big news on uh today's episode though we have to oh un- yes unveil uh reveal our new uh our new logo um you for the listeners you might have seen it pop up a little bit in a couple of the newer episodes or in Austin's speech there was kind of a a new logo so we'll we'll, we'll show you guys what, what we have here and I'll share my screen and we'll go over it so uh this is our new logo this is uh you know, the new Expand Your Brand logo, this is what it looks like. Uh, shout out to Greg Morton, uh, good, my, one of my best friends um, who made this for us. He, uh, thanks, for, thanks to him for taking the time out of his day. But Austin, what do you think about the new logo? I love it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Greg. Uh, I never met him, but hopefully, hopefully meet him soon. But yeah, I think it came out great. It was exactly what we talked about kind of having um, the outline of EYB there in, in some shape or form. And uh, I think it came out great. The, the font is awesome. Um, super excited going forward with this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, about really, you? I'm really excited about it, man. I can't wait to uh, put this on a t-shirt and put on a hat and just <laughs> yeah. get some product out there. It looks so cool. I, I, I as I was looking at it, a couple of times I just noticed this was like the Y is a golf tee right here. I didn't. Yeah, I true, up, true. I didn't pick up on that until recently. I was like, oh, wow, look at Greg sneaking that in there. So <laughs> a, little, a little hidden message. But yeah, it's exactly what you and I discussed. Um, And I'm super excited about this logo. And I can't wait to start put it, posting it on, uh, on, you know, on T-shirts and put it on like you know, get it out there for everyone else to see. So this is this is great stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited too. We gotta definitely work on our merch game going forward. Yeah, oh yeah, that's the next that's the <laughs> next thing. We'll get some merchandise out there. We'll have to give some stuff out to some people, some listeners. Maybe we'll do a contest and do some stuff on uh on our Instagrams as well too and get people to, you know, give us a follow and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yes, for sure. I think that'd be great. Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, so this is our new logo. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And yeah, we'll be seeing some new merch out there and uh, all that good stuff. So uh, now let's get into it, Austin. Let's talk about the PGA Championship because yeah. that that happened. Oof. Crazy, crazy championship. We had, we had Brooks Kepka winning it with a, a score of, I think he was nine under. So he was nine under, yep. for, three under for the day. Uh, Scotty Scheffler made a run. Victor Hovland was right there in the running. What do you, what do you think on this on this PGA Championship? I thought I thought it was unbelievable. Um, first off, it was absolutely pouring on Saturday. They trudged through it. Um, complete mutter status. 
and then they get to Sunday and um, I mean everything that Brooks's mindset and his competitiveness is just on a whole nother level. Um, everything that he says he does and he completely learned from his mistakes in the masters and hung tough, played great, was hitting, hitting some lasers at pins. And, uh, it, it was good for, for the game, I think, to see him win again and him to be back to where he was before the injuries. Um, and also for him to be a live guy and win, I think that brings a whole new dynamic and kind of uh, a different feel towards the game and towards the live PGA rivalry. Right. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause he, he played extremely well. He came back. I think he shot 66 twice. And I think he shot 67 on the final round. Um, yeah. And do nine. And it's funny that you mentioned the live, like, I, I've heard so other podcasts that I was listening to. Um, I think it was part of my take, uh, not today, but yesterday I was listening to, and they were talking about doing they should just do a live versus PGA tour. Like the PGA should, should just embrace it and do like a live versus PGA tour of like Ryder Cup thing. And it's and it's cool that it would that be great to see, but it's cool to see Pepka back up there. I think that's his third championship in New York as well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I I think it's just good for the game in general, especially because like if anyone watched Full Swing, um, the documentary on Netflix, like he was in a bad place for a while, um, going through that blonde hair Eminem type style, um, and then he was just in a bad place trying to find himself again, and then for him to push through, see the light at the end of the tunnel, and then kind of come back out on top from where he was previous um i also don't think that he would have went to live if his injuries weren't career threatening i think it was some so like such a cushion to be able to have that and it's only four or five year contract so who knows i think them playing in the majors is allowing them to understand that they like the camaraderie on the pga tour and they like being with the guys week in and week out so it'll be interesting once they're their contracts are up with live to see what is going to happen. If the PGA will allow them to come back or if they want to come back, however it unfolds. But what do you think? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I like the fact that he, you know, he won, like you said, he was in a dark place and there, everyone was kind of talking about that conversation of like, do you think he'll, you think this is the actual reason why he left? And maybe because they didn't know how right his knee was his knee, right. That was giving him problems yeah. with his knee. And it was very interesting that like have that narrative the whole way because everyone was just kind of talking like, you know, maybe he'd still be on the PGA Tour if it wasn't for that whole injury. And like you said, he was down in a bad right. way in full swing. But I can see guys coming back to the PGA Tour though after from live. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of nice that they're able to play majors those guys, and it's it's nice that they're able to because it draws more eyes to the TV, and I think the PGA made the right move in that sense because before it was just like full banding, none of those guys can come back and play, and I think it was right. just a bit of an overreaction to everything. But you know, but have those guys back on there, and that draws more ratings. But I could see Brooks coming back after. I don't think like I think it was kind of clear, concise of like his injury kind of really messed with him, and he wanted like a guarantee money to kind of lock in and stay with the PGA. Maybe the PGA might switch over to contracts too with some guys and like maybe the major players are 
whatever, who knows, maybe they'll go down. I mean, there's too many plays, but who knows, maybe they might go down that line one day, but I don't know. It's uh, it'd be interesting to see like DeShimbo back on the regular tour and those guys. I don't know. I like, I mean, I like the camaraderie of the PGA and it doesn't seem like there's actually any real ill will anymore. I think the only people that really hate each other is just Rory and Patrick Reed. <laughs> yeah no i know and like if you're guaranteed a hundred million for four years you're if you break it down you're making close to five hundred thousand a week right for four straight years like how are you gonna say no to that money so it it makes total sense and it'll just be interesting to see if the pga is gonna allow them to come back if they're gonna want to come back but i think i think it's good for the game and like going back 10, 12, 15 years, if Liv was around, Anthony Kim would uh, would still be relevant and still be playing great golf like he was, you know, like he was electric. Yeah. And he took the, I think it was a $10 million insurance policy for 10 years of not playing or something because it was guaranteed and you just never know what could happen. So, um, I mean, it makes sense and, and it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds the next two two and a half three years right yeah and it's, it's kind of like it's like the nfl right or like the nba those guys get guaranteed money and that with an injury you know like they still are right. going to make their money no matter what and it, and it kind of sucks for and i think that's the, the tough thing with the pga it's like you show up the first two weekends the first week the first two days the thursday friday if you don't make the cut you don't get paid so you're traveling yeah, right, yeah. on your own own like dollar, which kind of sucks. So I think I that's why I could I could definitely see why a lot of guys went over there. And it changed a lot of guys' life. I mean, look at the guy for Mass. I forgot his name. I think he's on the number one team at the Live. Uline. 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 Yeah, and he's he's Peter just Uline. cashing cashing checks and yeah. hey, you know he's enjoying <laughs> life now. So it's it is what it is. I think it it makes sense. I mean, if, I I can guarantee you that people who say they hate the Live, but if you ask them. If they were presented with that contract of a hundred million or how much they were going to receive from live. I don't think a lot of people would be turning that down. No, it's hard to turn it down. And those, those contracts I think are, I haven't really looked into it, but I think that like doesn't include the actual winnings week in and week out during the tournaments. I think that was just kind of like a, yeah, the grab. So like yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. But I'm 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 kind of glad that Brooks won. It's kind of cool to see him pull himself out and and win, whether he's on the PGA or live. Like that doesn't really matter. It's the actual story behind it, behind it, and the backing. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, big time. I mean, he was having a blast after I saw. Sure, I guess that was like <laughs> I part of my take on Monday, and he was like drinking from the cup, the PGA Championship, yeah. <laughs> with all his friends, and they were going nuts, and so. He just seems like he was in a good mood, and um, and it's, it's awesome for him, and I'm really, really happy for him. And then there was another good story that came out of the PGA Championship, too, which was uh, Michael Block, uh, he, the the PGA amateur who, uh, you know, PGA pro, I'm sorry, who played or um, and who played and made a good splash and made the cut and is now back to, well, made the cut in a sense of, like, he can come back to any time, and he, he, it's yeah. awesome. He had a great story, too. It was unbelievable. I mean, he got the top 15, so he's in the PGA next year. And then now he's getting exemptions. He got an exemption into the Memorial this weekend. He's going to the RBC um, up in Canada. So I that that story, I mean, for him, I think I saw a stat. He charges like 125 bucks a lesson. It would have taken him over 2,000 lessons to – 
win or to make the money that he did coming in 15th in the PGA, which is unbelievable, completely life-changing. And now he gets to play and who knows what could happen if he has another couple good tournaments and you never know how much money you're going to make. And if you can get some sort of status on tour, whether you keep playing well or not. So it's awesome story and PGA pros out there are what keep the game going day in and day out. So it's, it's super cool to see. Yeah, it was an awesome story. And they, they made him cry on TV too, which was kind of, <laughs> they, they were really like, really making them try to like make them cry on TV. They're like, and this video <laughs> of your home country club and your son filmed it and he's sick and he said this is the best moment. like yeah. they, just, they just kept throwing more ants in it like make them care so i know yes for making them force them to <laughs> gotta cry on tv <laughs> it was good it was good yeah that's super exciting for him i hope he does well next in the next tournament that he's in and um hopefully continues to get more invites to tournaments and that's just a good story and hopefully there's more stories like that to come out of it because you love to see it and like you said, that's life changing money. That's one from going from one hundred twenty five a lesson, then you have to do that two thousand, like do two thousand times a lesson, and then to play yeah. a weekend of golf, basically a long weekend of golf, and you win two hundred eight, two hundred eighty thousand it was, or something like that. Yeah, so, two hundred eighty eight or something. It was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. It's that's awesome. The, that's big change in money. So that that's that's awesome. So it was a great PGA Championship. A lot of. A lot of great things. Victor Hovland was right in that until the until the golf course oh. ate, ate, his, ate his golf ball and then like disappeared <laughs> into the sand trap. So we didn't see that. And then him and and Scheffler, you know, he made, he's always in the mix. Yeah, he's just he's just so good. He he always you can never count him out. He's always right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're good. So we'll we'll have to see what happens in the next upcoming tournaments and keep track of. Uh, Keep track of what's going on there. Our boy Keegan Bradley's in there for a little while too. I saw saw his oh, yeah. pop up on there. He was on the leaderboard for a while. He was he was hanging yeah. in there tough. So that was great to see. So I can't wait. I hope to see him, you know, get some top ten finishes soon here and get some get some championships as well. Oh yes. Oh, yeah, yes. Big time. But all right. Uh why don't we just cut a word to our sponsor and the cigar of the week this week and then we'll jump back into uh, you know, your Hall of Fame recap and some and some sports news. All right, sounds good. Welcome to Vintage Cigar Lounge, the place where you escape to, not from. The place where your cigar options are limitless. The place where friends come together and bond over the finest cigars and drinks. The place where your selected few can retreat to and enjoy premium cigars, great conversation, and your liquor of choice within the privacy of our private rooms. Looking for a place to escape to? Our doors are always open. What's up, guys? It's Brendan from Vintage Cigar Lounge. This week's Golf Cigar of the Week is Padron 7000. It's a nice medium-bodied cigar, creamy, rich flavors, Super easy to smoke, nice open draw, and it'll burn well out on the course for you. See you next week. All right, we're back from a word from our sponsors. Thanks again, Vintage, and uh, you know, appreciate you guys. Sorry, I couldn't be there this week. That's my fault. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah thank stop. you guys very much for all that you've done for us. Yeah, continue to do. Appreciate. It. We really appreciate it. Um, awesome. Let's let's talk about talk about the NBA playoffs. I want to talk about 
your Hall of Fame speech and the Hall of Fame recap and what that night was like for you. I mean, we haven't had an opportunity to kind of go over that. Um, so what what was the experience like? Congratulations again. That was an awesome night. The speech is up online, so go ahead and check it out on our, our YouTube page, too, uh, if, you, if you're willing to check it out. Austin really did a great job of his speech. So, Austin, what was that night like for you? Yeah, it was it was awesome. Um, I'm super glad that I got to go first. Um, <laughs> I can't, can't imagine uh, sitting there for the other seven um recipients and listening to their speech and then have to go so I was super fortunate to be able to go first and get that out of the way but um yeah it was it was super special having family there having um all my coaches you there um and and just seeing everyone all the recipients it was it was a super cool night um I'm forever uh grateful for it and definitely uh definitely going to always have that at the top of my list um, with things that I was able to accomplish. I think it was, it, everything went super well. Yeah, it was a, it was a great night. Thanks for the, thanks for letting me be there, be a part of that night too. It was really special. Um, and I just really enjoyed it. It was fun sitting with uh, the coaches <laughs> and hanging out with them at, at that table and talking with them. Uh, coach San Matero, coach K and a former <laughs> a guest had me, had me rolling on the floor the whole time. So <laughs> <laughs> really enjoyed the conversation with the the two of them. So and uh, yeah, and your speech was phenomenal, man. You really hit every every point that I think you and I discussed and said you wanted to hit, and everything that you you said was just powerful and very enriching. And like you know, I hope someone can look at it and realize that hard work gets really far and will take you very far. You put in the effort and you put in the time. And for things that you're doing for the community as well, too, you know, coaching and giving back is just phenomenal, too, man. You do you do such great things for this community, and I can't wait to see what else you do for this community because we really need someone like you. And uh, I don't think I say it enough, but you're an awesome asset to this community. Wesley needs someone like that. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I, I think that it's it's something that I like doing. I enjoy doing. I, I want to be that person. I want to be... Uh, an inspiration like I said in the speech and I and I think that um it's something that keeps me going every day not just not just to the community but with my family um with with everyone around me I, I want to be someone that that people can look up to and, and lean on if they need to so I'm um, definitely going to continue that I definitely want to see what else I can I can do and um I, I'm super fortunate for for my family and um, I mean, especially you going our connection that we've had, it, it's really helped um, kind of embrace everything that I've envisioned and it's molded into kind of like a two headed monster. And hopefully we can continue it and, and continue to do some great things. And uh, I'm definitely excited for the future as well. So um, yeah, kudos to you as well. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Well, it's just the tip of the iceberg for us. I think we're, oh, I don't know what the saying is, but it's some, something with the iceberg. <laughs> we're we're not even, yeah, yeah. we're not even, we haven't touched the surface yet. Is basically what I'm trying no. to say. And nope. uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna do a lot of great things together. I think you and I just put between this podcast and things that we have planned out and being part of the community as well too. Here and you know and so yeah, we're gonna do great things. So I'm glad that our our friendship has grown over the years and. 
I can really consider you a family now. And like, obviously I've considered you family since we started doing the podcast, but we always hang out <laughs> now and talk. So it's always a good time. So yeah, I appreciate, appreciate you. So we're about to, we're about to do some great things here. Yes, I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, well, let's get, let's jump into the NBA playoffs. Cause it's been a wild, wild playoffs. Uh, we'll, we'll, I guess, I don't know where I want to start. I have no idea. I don't know if I want to talk about <laughs> Celtics or if I want to talk about Lakers and Nuggets. Uh. And dancing. Um, I guess we'll, we'll go, let's go with Celtics. Cause it's, it's tonight where the game's going to tip off in about an hour. Um, yeah, we're filming this on Tuesday night. So what are your thoughts? I mean, down three, oh, the Heat looks so much better and so dominant, and they just look like they want it more. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know really what happens to the Celtics. Like last year in the finals, it was the same thing. They just lose their identity. Like they play so well. They're the most, the the funnest team to watch when they're playing well, moving the ball, everyone sharing the ball, everyone smiling celebrating and then they get into the playoffs and they just like cough the ball up they do not value the basketball they just get the fight gets taken to them at all times and um I don't know it's pretty interesting but then also there's this little like guy in my head saying well you never know like I know they're down 3-0 but they could definitely string together four straight wins so I could be mighty my tongue and I don't know a week and a half. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't. I, just, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I fully agree with you because I'm like in that that mindset of like, I could see them like just going off like they did in like the Philly game, the last in Game Seven where it's just an absolute crush, crushing, and like I can see them doing that. I yeah. I just don't. I just don't know. I I'm like they look. They looked lost on the offensive end. And they look like they don't know what to do with it, and like yeah. if they don't not getting shots. It just seems like it's very like. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown look very passive in some sort of ways. And I think, like, and Charles Barkley pointed this out, and it's interesting, like, they are one of the only teams, not one of the only teams, I don't know, but, like, they're a team that they don't run plays for the superstars. And I've watched that, and yeah. it just looks like they just hand the ball and let them kind of go with it. But it's yeah. not the same team that we're used to watching where they move the ball freely and it looks like they know how to play basketball. This team looks like, lost confused Jalen Brown I don't know why he can't stand up sometimes when he dribbles the bat I don't know like he falls more time if that's a stat I would would know, like to know what his stat is for falling down yeah he just looks like he he looks like a baby deer sometimes like trying to get up and I like know. I just it's it's been frustrating to watch though as a Celtics fan I know I don't I don't understand it but then on the other side like Jimmy Butler is just He's the best player in the world right now. He's yeah. unbelievable. He 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 does everything. Like it, my favorite quote was in the fourth quarter. They were saying um, they were talking about like their their offense or whatever, and he was like, "Yeah, the fourth quarter comes. Uh, I basically just tell everyone to give me the ball and get out of the way." Yeah, yeah I like <laughs> and that. it's perfect. Like he just makes things happen. He's unbelievable, and his story is just great. Getting kicked out of his house at thirteen and living getting taken in by his best friend's um mom and her becoming like a um mother to him it's it's unbelievable to see where he is now and then what he's doing and then especially i know i'm ranting a little bit no, but you're good. especially because like philadelphia passed on him and picked tobias harris and 
uh, what Simmons over him. Like, yeah, come on, man. <laughs> Seriously, I like. I was just saying. I was like, I want him. I would love to have him on this. Like, I can only imagine what the Celtics would be like right now if they had like oh. him on the team and and with like a Tatum or with a Brown. Like how dominant they would be because he's a he's a dog. He's he's got a butt. Like, yeah, he's he, a dog. He fights, and it's like. He does not give up, and he wants players on his team that if they don't play, they're not hustling, like, and they, they're not playing right, he hates them. Like, he wants them off the team. Like, he's pretty much one of those guys that he wants people that wants to be there and play tough. Yeah, he bring, he definitely brings the best out of his teammates. And especially, like, what about um when he was in Minnesota for that stretch? He took the third-string team and just absolutely obliterated the starters and – then he started yelling and people were criticizing him and stuff like you're going to get criticized for being the ultimate competitor. That's exactly what you want on the floor. And that's exactly what the world is seeing this week, this week and this past week in the playoffs. Right, right. Absolutely. It's like, uh, yeah, he just plays so well. And I heard that a uh, funny part of that story is that he cut out the logo, the Timberwolves. So he had like a giant like hole in his shirt playing for those <laughs> games. And he had like holes in the shorts, like cutting out the logo and I know it was like, and he was all against like he didn't like cat, uh, cat because yeah. he doesn't play, he doesn't play harder. Like he didn't like the way he was playing, so he just got like, so he was trying to get pissed, and he wanted to get paid, and they wouldn't pay him. So it was just a crazy, yeah. crazy story. Yeah, I mean, for him to be down in Miami, and obviously Coach Bolster, I think also is too like the best coach in the NBA too because he's uh, an unbelievable coach, taking like four undrafted players and using those guys too is unbelievable. Yeah, what a story he was. He just started in the back room in the film room or whatever, like doing nothing. And then he moves his way up and wins championships and, yeah, becomes one of the best coaches in the modern era. And who knows what the, the rest of his career is going to bring, but he's doing a really good job right now. Yeah, seriously, seriously. I saw I saw something funny that was kind of out there, too, that was Jimmy Butler in college and I think maybe the NCAA tournament that, that played against Joe Missoula. And yeah, yeah, college, and he ended Joe Missoula's like beat the West Virginia and in, in the tournament. Yeah. So it's kind of funny to like see that they're, you know, Joe's coaching against him, and then um, Jimmy's playing against the team. So it'd be funny if they, if they if, I mean, it would suck, but it'd be funny if he eliminates <laughs> eliminates them. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Poor Joe. It, it definitely is. Uh, it, it's awesome to see, uh, but it sucks to see as as being in the area. Right, right. I mean, I, Celtics. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I mean, as a basketball fan, you like to see a player like that in, like, the modern NBA now where he's just – he is a trash talker, backs up his trash yeah. talking, and plays hard. But as a Celtics fan, you just you just put your head down and you just say, Jesus, <laughs> please, let me get one. Yeah. I think that might be the root cause of my ulcers is the Celtics, I think I <laughs> I think that might be my excuse. I might have got uh, another one after that past after this past weekend. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez, it uh, is brutal. Yeah, it's tough. But and then we had the Lakers and the Nuggets, and uh, the Nuggets swept the Lakers. So the Nuggets make I think their first NBA Finals appearance ever. Um, yeah. But I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Like with the Nuggets sweeping the Lakers, and could this be the end of LeBron James as well too? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. Um, he's he's still top five in the league. He's unbelievable what he's doing twenty years into his career. Um, 
I've always been a super LeBron fan. I was fortunate to go out to his camp in Ohio. So I, I've loved him since he got into the league. So I definitely, um, I don't think this is the end of him. I think that was, I think his press conference was more so a play of this off season. You better buy in and get me the pieces I need around me um, yeah. to be able to make a even deeper run. I mean, for them to even get into the conference finals this year was pretty, uh, a pretty steep hill to climb and they did it. Um, but that Nuggets team is they They have all the pieces. I, I, don't, I didn't watch one game in the regular season of that Nuggets team. And I haven't watched in the past three years when Joe gets won the last two um, MVPs, I'd probably watch a minute of him play. But that team has every piece to be great. <laughs> They're yeah. unbelievable. They, have, they have so much depth. Their point guard, uh, Jokic, shooting guards, small forwards, power forwards. Like they have all the pieces in order to be great. And I think that we're just seeing it now. Yeah. It's, it's, man, like I, like you said, I haven't really watched much of Nuggets. I think the last time I watched the Nuggets yeah. was in the playoffs. You know, I mean, I mean, I think I watch them only in the playoffs. I don't really have like NBA League Pass to watch them. I don't really take interest <laughs> in watching them. But the way they play, though, is so Jokic is so good, and just like how mm -hmm. well he moves the ball, he's like a point center. Like he's able to find yeah. people and just get people in the right spots. But like you said, they're deep. Jamal Murray is really, really good shooter. Plays uh, great, but like, and he it was averaging twenty-seven points per game. That's your second guy. And, and yeah, like, which is crazy, averaging 27. And Jokic was almost like a triple double, like, machine. So they're just so, so good. And Jokic is, I, I was texting I, my nephew last night because him and I will talk about the basketball games and stuff like that. And I said, it's really, I'm like, watching the game, it's like, it's really nice to watch a team like actually run plays for the superstars. Cause so it's just, yeah, it's like the way they move the ball and how they set up, it was. It was great, and I'm like happy for the Nuggets and Nuggets fans, and I you know a few Nuggets fans out there. So like, shout out to them for being able to enjoy <laughs> it. <with> them. <laughs> yeah, get a get to a team to a championship. I know. I I was uh I was kind of hoping they were gonna sign Melo for like a ten day contract and just get him a ring, but <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> oh, I know that would have been awesome. Maybe Melo retired too early. He maybe jumped the gun. Yeah, and thought the Lakers are gonna come back <laughs> or something like that. But um, yeah, that would that would have been sweet. But yeah, I mean the Nuggets look really good. I it, it could be Nuggets Heat, which won't be the greatest feelings for the NBA, but I'll definitely tune in to watch it. It'll it'll definitely bring back '80s basketball. Oh yeah, definitely. it'll bring back that hard nosed basketball. So I know it. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be what the viewers want, but I think it's going to be great for the game of basketball. Yeah, I I think honestly, I think these past even like the Celtics Heat, even though the Celtics are getting whomped, but like even seeing the physicality <laughs> in like in the Heat Celtics has been like really. I love that kind of basketball, just the, the trash shock. And even, yeah. I mean, people gave Grant Williams a lot of crap, but at least he was, like, trying to do something to kind of get his, a fire underneath his team. And even though he lit up, he got Jimmy fired up, but it was a wrong mistake. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I just think you got to know who to talk to. <laughs> right, exactly. And what what and remember what role you are on the team. I think it was Tatum <laughs> and Jimmy. I'd like to, I would love to see Tatum or Jalen. Jim Brown go after him and talk to him, but I don't think that'll mm -hmm. happen. But 
I know you, you definitely need to get that fire because clearly they don't have that competitive edge that they need to be, no. that they need to have. No, there's no, there's no, like I mentioned, Miami wants it more and you can just see it. They get every loose ball, they dive, they, they're more physical with them. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think, I think that that's pretty much it for today's episode. I don't think we have any other points to hit on. Is there anything that you need to add, Austin, or you, you're good? No, we're good. I uh, I appreciate it. Everything, everything's been going great. I'm I'm excited to roll out the new logo. Um, Instagram page is gonna come out soon. Uh, and then we're we're working on some some more stuff for for the viewers. So super excited for what's to come and uh, been enjoying every minute of of what we've been doing. So yeah, same here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, of course. Well, like I said, we're just scratching the surface. We're gonna go pretty far with this podcast. It's been a lot of fun. It's been great making new connections and talking to every all the guests that we've had on the show, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. So I appreciate your effort too on that end of help of, of basically getting all the guests on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem at all. <laughs> all right, awesome. Well, I'll talk to you later, and uh, thanks guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you.